This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We rolling, everybody. It's the TK Kirkland with my man, Adam22. Rolling. It's the No Jumper Show. They hating. T to the motherfucking K. I don't know if I'm, am I going to be able to recover from starting it out doing the they rolling thing? Say it again. <laughs> no jumper, coolest podcast in the world. I'm in here with TK Kirkland. How you feeling, man? How you doing, sir? It's a pleasure. Oh, man, I'm now, doing I'm going to tell you first. I didn't know was you Spanish, black, or white. <laughs> black or white? Know. Black was an know. option? Yeah, I didn't know. But when they said Adam 22, I knew no black guy was going to walk around with a name like that. Bro, right? these, these, but uh, I like that, though. These comedians, because DC Young Fly was in here and he asked me straight up, are you black or white? I'm like, you really asking me that? Are you black or white? I'm white, but you I'm sure? like, you're a black guy. You're looking right at me. You, you can't can tell little, that but, I'm white. <laughs> but you could be white with a little black in you. I could, but let me tell you, I'm French, Canadian, okay, Italian, I, 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 I can and talk Irish. about the nose structure. I can see a little Italian. Mm, yeah, just straight. <laughs> and, and not even, you know, there's something cool about being, you know, if I was Polish. Okay. You're, you're just all one ethnicity or from one place. That's kind of cool. Right. Being a mix of all the different types of white is kind of like, oh, what, what do I symbolize? Just... Craziness. Every mayonnaise colored person walking the face yeah. of the Are you, earth. Do you have all those in you? Yeah. Wow. Not every type of white, but I'm okay. you know, French, Canadian, Italian, and Irish. How old are you now? 35. Okay. You got 10 years. 10 years till what? My dick then the crazy up? shit going to come. 45 is when the crazy shit crazy comes? Crazy shit's coming. See, for the record, the people out there don't know my man is 59. Yes, sir. So you, that's one. That's like I, the main thing I think I could maybe glean from you. You yes. could be like my Sherpa into old yes. age. Yes, well, I, I avoid <laughs> I avoid stress. Mm. You know, I avoid stress. Um, I take care of myself, you know. Um, I, 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 what I do throughout the year, I work out pretty much four times a week. Mm. And then like November, I, I slow it down. Really? But I work out like three times a day. I get up in the morning, I do 200 push-ups, 200 sit-ups. 200 no breaks? Or you, you... Oh, bro, oh, I'm definitely doing breaks. My many, college how, can't handle it. How many do you do in a, in a set? Just 25. Okay. Yeah, 25. I try to take a little break in between. Do I do the push-ups, the curls, all that before I even walk out the house? Mm. Then I go to the gym and do another workout. Then after that, I do mountains or ride a bike and all that kind of stuff. So I try to do that. Hey, it's nice to be a, a entertainer, right? That you got a nice little like three, four hour segment where you can just work yes. out in the morning. A lot yes. of people are listening to that. They're like, Jesus Christ, I would like to do that. Yeah, that's true. Because um, even though I travel the world a lot and I, I do a lot of comedy shows, yeah. there's still a lot of free time. Mm. So what I do is I try to make sure that on that free time, I'm loving me. I call it like, putting that same energy into myself because to take care of me. there's one conclusion that i feel like as a podcaster as a comedian as a any sort of entertainer that you come to is that if you go into work and you're the best version of you then you're going to put on 
the best show that you can and give the people yes. the, the best thing that you that they paid for, yes. et cetera. And it's like I'm imagining that TK Kirkland on three hours of sleep is still going to be able to do a decent set at the comedy shop, but it's not going to be what it is if you've exercised, if you've rested, if you've had your that food all key. day. And that's what we want to give out to the young people. They take it as a game. Mm. Sleeping, not sleeping, drinking alcohol, lean and all that kind of stuff. You're destroying your body. The goal to me to get successful is to live longer, mm. take care of your family, not go to prison. You understand? Not hurt women, not hurt yourself, but mm. be successful. You put everything that you work hard for into you because the goal in life is, to, I call it, extend the contract of life, right? right. Because we all got a, a due date that we leave here. Yeah. But the goal is, can I renegotiate this contract? Right. So God is like, okay, what are you going to do? So you want to stretch your longevity as long as you can. So you got to eat well, mm. you got to drink your water, you have to meditate. You have to do things to better you because this is uh, our shows, podcast, Vlad, TK Kirkland. We have to empower our our young people to understand that you've got to live. There's a lot of depression going on, mm. um, mental health. I just got off the highway. I saw the under the freeway. <sighs> God damn. Yeah, it's rough. Right? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's, it's rough over there. Yeah. That shocked the fuck out of me. Right in the middle of Hollywood. Right in the middle of Hollywood. All right, guys, quick break from our content here. I just want to send a big, big shout out to these Raycon headphones. My boy Ray J, he's actually got the scooter shop over there on Melrose. Well, he came down and he blessed me with these things. Let me tell you, my experience over the past week has been absolutely incredible. Uh, they're these wireless earbuds. They're tiny. They're a lot like a lot of other headphones out there on the market, but they're better, trust me, because the price point is super, super low. And these things just stick to your ear like glue. I don't really know exactly what they had to do to get these things to stay in there so good. Myself, I have kind of weird shaped ears, but these Raycon headphones really did the trick. Uh, Ray J actually got together with a whole bunch of different audio engineers, music industry folks. Obviously, he knows this type of stuff. And they made these headphones just about as good as they could possibly be. And myself being in the gym every day, priceless. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to books on tape. I'm listening to new albums. Basically just having a great time with them. Now, I would love to tell you exactly how cheap you can get these for right now. But you're going to have to hit the link in the description because the Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales that they're doing for these Raycon headphones are absolutely out of control. And I don't want to be uh, caught on camera saying the wrong price. So check the link down below in the description. And I'm sure that you'll be absolutely amazed by this product. Shout out to my man, Ray J. You did it again, my friend. Let's go. And so we want to encourage people who are listening or whatever, don't give up. You guys stay strong. I mean, when I think back to my younger days, I wasn't like really drawn to drinking and drugs so much as I felt like in a weird way that I had to prove myself that I could do that, that I could get by on two hours of sleep, that I could get, I could stay up till six in the morning and be out doing my thing at, at 10. Like for some reason, that was a badge of honor to just go without all the things that you would assume that you need to get by. It was a myth. Oh, yeah. They say they used to say, oh, you can sleep when you die. Mm. Well, guess what? Your ass going to be in there a lot faster because mm -hmm. you got to rest. Right. You have to rest. And now I look at my life like if I get five hours of sleep one night, it's an emergency that I get a whole lot of sleep the next day or right. that I find some time to take a nap. I because like that. I'm, I like that. I am the, the, the quality of my experience is what I'm giving out to the world. And yes. I've done big podcasts on a couple hours sleep, and yes. it's, it's just not worth it. I'm giving the people a shitty version of myself. That's right. That's right. And when, you, when you're when well-rested, 
You can think clear. You're not worrying about if you're coming across tired. Like the last month and a half, I've been in almost every city in America mm. promoting my new special, Who Raised You, which is number one in the country, mm. by the way. I'm excited. But it wore me out. But I was making sure I was getting my rest. Because when you're on the road, if you choose, like when you're on the road, you have to be a lot more uh, intentional about holding it together. You got to go out of That's your so way true. to eat healthy. You have to like, you have to say no to a lot of shit at the end of the night when yeah. people are like, hey, let's go to the bar. Let's go yeah. do this. You That's have true. to actually have the self-control to be like, nah, I got to sleep. I got to go, go to go sleep. Like I even stopped having sex. You know, I used to have one niners. <sighs> Snuggled up with a girl, you know, doing my thing. Yeah, you seem like kind of a thought based yeah. on, for a guy who's as late into life as you, you're just talking about that's your goal when you get into town is to get a have a girl get her nails done on you. Yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> I, I, see I believe in taking care of women, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm old school. I'm not worried about their nails. Yeah, I'm, I'm the kind of, I'm going to get your hair. See, y'all young kids don't do that. Hmm. See, when we was growing up, we have sex with a woman. After we was done, their hair was all sweaty. You know, your paper was right. You drop off. You send her to do that after you smash. Right. Yeah, wow. baby. Here's a little something for you. See, the economy isn't what it once yeah, it's was. Like, oh, my God. Thank you. Now we get to the Uber pool. Yeah, it's like, oh, my God. Thank you. That's so nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I was listening to you on tax, bro. You're talking about, oh, there's a whole bunch of new girls who graduate high school. Every, right, every right, June. right. <laughs> and the reason why I put that in the universe, because... um Pussy is a powerful thing on this earth, right? This is true. And it is destroying these young men. You think? It's the no, it's, it's worse than cancer. Really? Because they're not respecting it. Mm. And see, and sex is not something that you're entitled to. This is what I want to put out into the universe. It's not what you're entitled to. It's what you earn. Right. So you got to earn sex. You understand? Uh -huh. And if you earn it, like work hard, save your money, take a woman flowers, um, treat her right now. And you got some women who don't deserve all that because they probably wasn't raised right. But the people who hear us talk, we want to put out in the in the universe about chivalry, open the woman's door, being a, you still can be a, a street dude, you still can be a man, right? And not feel weak because there's by kind of being like a, a gentleman. There's a message like put out through the media and everything that in any way treating a woman like a specific woman is almost a bad thing. So I feel like maybe a lot of young people sort of get that idea into their head yes. that it's not, that, that women don't want to be treated like that. And I, I don't think that's true at all. I think that in reality, if you want to get a girl to fuck with you who is above your pay grade, right. you should lay it on her a little bit. You should mm -hmm. tell her you want to take her out to mm -hmm. dinner, t tell her you want to go to the movies. The reality is is that if she's some hot 23-year-old, she might not really have had a lot of guys say they want to take her to the That's movies so in her true. life. That's so true. And you got to know, as you get older, gentlemen, you got to know strategy of life. Like, like I said, I'm almost 60. Mm. I would not date a girl in her 20s or 30s unless she was just so cold. I was going to fuck her. But then give her game mm. because you have to let a woman bump her head, so to speak. Meaning you got to go in the universe. You got to have a man hurt your feelings. Mm. You got to have a man probably take advantage of it because you need these life lessons mm. down the line. That's how I to feel. know how to handle it. When I see a guy who's successful and he's in his 40s and he's dating an 18 or 19 year old girl. I'm Horrible. Like, what the fuck what do the you fuck? talk to her about? Exactly. What do you have in common? When I hang out with a girl who's even 22, 23. Yes. You're right. There are occasionally times where you'll run into one who's really, really smart and you're like, oh, shit, like she gets it. She's going to be great. Right. Blah, blah, blah. But for the most part, it's just like we don't have a lot in common. Not a lot of common. I have my heart broken a million times. I got 
jumped and beat up a million right. times. I've like, you know, been through so much yes. and you have so little life experience. What mm -hmm. the fuck are we really going to vibe with? You should be with a guy who has as much life experience as exactly. you. Exactly. And you want dating a woman or a man young, you want someone as you get older that knows, I call it, know how to control the climate of the room. Because uh. think about it, 20 years ago, something that upset at you, then well, you look at that and laugh now. Exactly. Like, I mean, I just a trip about that shit. Especially in a relationship. Especially in a relationship. Because the kind of things that my girl could do or say, and then I'll just be like, well, whatever. Right. When I was 18 and 19, everything seemed like a much bigger deal. Exactly. So just, I call that control the climate of the room. Mm. You got to know how to be mature. Like some men are date a beautiful woman with a fat ass or whatever. But if she gets attention by other people, he want to beat the dude up mm. or beat her up because you wasn't prepared. So you got to be a, a, a you got to be prepared to have a beautiful woman mm. in your life. That's it's a lot of responsibility. A lot of responsibility, just like driving. Especially when you're not around and she's running exactly. around doing her thing. You got to be confident you enough to not confident. lose your mind. But a lot of guys, even rich, successful, famous guys, yes. will basically get the hottest girl that they can possibly get yep. regardless of personality yep. and then they will stress themselves the fuck out I and totally ruin agree. their entire Career. lives chasing her. Career. Just freaking out. OJ Simpson. Let's right. just start there. Yeah, right. <laughs> but that kind of thing. Right. I mean, it drives dudes mad, but you some, some people be, want that bullshit in their life. They want that bullshit. And I tell people, you got to know when you go from a Geo to the Bentley, the insurance is going to be different. Mm. Just it is. Yep. So your mindset got to be right. Yep. And if you can't get into a woman, that's why I always teach men to talk to a woman first, right? Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, most women that you meet on the first night or that week, if you take your time, I guarantee you, ninety percent of the time, you won't want to fuck her a month later. Mm. Once you find out everything about her, like everything about her, everything. But that's one of the best feelings when you. Go out with a girl, you don't really get along with her personality-wise, but you are attracted to her, mm -hmm. and then you end up sleeping with her, and then you're just like, wow, I never have to deal with that shitty personality ever again. That's true, but it's not worth it. Mm, yeah, I don't think it's My worth it. My dick won't even get hard on no shit like that. Really? I'm being honest, yo. If you can't connect with me mentally, oh, it ain't happening. Mm. And, and and I gotta as, as I've gotten older, there's certain things that are important. It may seem petty. The kind of car you drive is important to me. Really? The kind of car you drive to me is important. And, and let me explain to you what I mean. It could be a Toyota Camry. It could be a Geo Storm. But when I look in that car, you better not have 2,000 pair of shoes in the back seat. <laughs> you better not have towels. You better not have magazines, <laughs> magazines. in the back seat. You better not have no McDonald's candy CD paper. wallet. <laughs> yeah. You better not have no papers. I better not see no Fritos mm. on the... On the ground, on the, on your carpet, mm. because that's, that right there tells me you're not responsible, you're dirty, and you don't care what people think of you. See, I was trying to explain this to my girl because she got money. Right. But she still drives the same Honda Civic that she had for like four or five years. And she doesn't understand why she might want to upgrade. She's like, nobody ever sees me in this thing. I'm like, listen, it's just a quality of life thing mentally. Like, it'll affect you. Right. In some weird way. To right. Just know that you're the type of person that drives around in a nice car. Right. Yeah, and, and, and her upbringing might be just phenomenal. She's just super humble, low key. There you go. Makes tons of money, doesn't spend any of it. See, but even that's bad and good. Yeah. All right. You want someone like that in a sense because she's not really impressed by money. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll meet once in the black community, you might meet a black woman one every 30 women. 
that'll say, I'm not impressed by money, but have a lot of money. Mm. But then you got a lot of women who money is a, is a key factor in a man. Sometimes I think it's nice. I remember I used to catch cases back in my day. And I remember I had caught this big case. And I was in Miami now. Mm-hmm. I was down there on some business. And believe it or not, I was walking past a laundromat. And I saw a guy and girl just staring at the fucking dryer while the clothes is drying. Believe it or not, that was an important moment in my life because it was so innocent, so sincere that they didn't have no Rolls Royce. They probably didn't live in a big house. Mm. I was walking past a laundromat and they were in love or seemed to be in love watching the motherfucking dryer go around. And I think when you're going through something, you start appreciating those type of things in relationships, just like if you was about to die and they said you had six months to leave. Now, all of a sudden, everything becomes important to you. Mm. Or if you get locked up, everything becomes important. You want to know if it's daylight outside. Sometimes you don't know the time. You start asking people what the time is. Right. A soda becomes important. I mean, I got locked up in the county jail here. And as it's going, taking us through lockup, this is when you got money on you. And he's taking us through lockup. It was a guy had a can of fuck soda. The CEO. Right. CEO. You- let me let me uh, just specify that you paid him twenty dollars for half a cup of soda. I paid him twenty fucking dollars. <laughs> I was just listening to you talk to tax. Yes, I paid him twenty free tax dollars mm. for that motherfucking soda. It's crazy. Yeah, and and and, and that was by me being a celebrity. The CEOs used to take me away from the in the, out of cell. I used to get blimpies. Mm. The real food, you know, that was the great thing about having a little celebrity thing on your side. When's the last time that you did a significant amount of time? I never did a lot of time. Oh, okay. Yeah, thank God. Um, I used to catch cases, and sometimes by me out thinking the judge, and they know what I was doing, they would reprimand me Mm. or remand me into jail. So they got me in Rikers one time for like um, 30 days. But what was so great, my every bad situation I've ever been in, always turned out to be great. I remember being locked up at Rikers Island, um, 30 days. Uh-huh. Two days later, I was on the Cash Money Rough Rider tour. So I, I went from a one-man, I was already working on that deal already. Because oh, okay. I'm my own agent, my own manager. That deal was already in, in the works before it even took off. But it was so beautiful to be locked up in Rikers Island. Two days later, I was one of the biggest tours in the country in the 90s. Right. Went from a one-man cell to an 18,000-seater. Do you feel like nowadays your life has been comfortable enough for long enough that you quite often forget about how much you should really be appreciating the little things? Are you too far away from What that? happened with the social media podcasts like this? Um, Vlad, of course, Breakfast Club. Shout out, Vlad. It made me appreciate my accomplishments, right? Because I wasn't sharing it with anybody. I'm the guy who was truly humble. Like, once I do it, I don't talk about it anymore. Like, when my mother was alive and she used to see me on BT, Comic View, and other stuff. And she would call me. She's like, babe, why you ain't tell me you was going to be on TV? I'm like, oh, my, I got the check already. Mm. I'm cool. So over the last few years, a lot of people didn't know that I was behind a lot of celebrities. Like, um, D.L. Hughley, um, Godfrey, et cetera. And... It was almost to a point that they felt that it was almost a lie until the DLs and them spoke up and said, nah, T.K. Kirkland. The Godfrey's spoke up said, nah, T.K. Kirkland. And it's just a long list of great things I've accomplished. And I'm like, I'm impressed. Right. Like, I'm, I sit down now like, oh, shit, I really fucking did that. And that leads to me receiving the award on um, Saturday in Atlanta 
with the Red Fox Award, Humor Award that they're giving me. Right. And um, with the money that they raised, um, it's supposed to be, be a big check they're giving me. We're taking that money and putting it in the water box with Ellen DeGeneres, um, Will Smith, Jaden Smith's son, oh, and all that money's going towards helping flip Michigan clear their water crisis situation up there. Well, that's interesting because there's something about what has sort of happened to the internet where it's it's like tidbits of factual information from the classic days of hip hop have become like real currency. Like. Mm-hmm. You going and doing a, a, a interview clip with Vlad where you talk about how some crazy shit happened on tour with uh, with Dre or Easy or whoever. Right. That is something that might get a million views. Absolutely. If you tell a crazy ass fight story from an right. NWA tour or something like that. And that's really interesting because in a lot of ways, as you know, the audience that like we all know that the audience of hip hop is very young. So we kind of expect in some way that our legends are going to become like less uh, capable of like really doing numbers on the internet because right. the fans are going to slowly like forget and not really care about the NWA or whatever. Mm-hmm. But instead, I feel like we've seen kind of the opposite where it's like if uh, if Jay Z bumped into you in the hallway and told you to fuck off. That's going to be all the news. It's like a 30-year-old story about exactly. something like that. And so right. it's like your experiences and like the crazy shit that you actually lived through. Right. It's like a very clear path towards monetizing that. Yes. His, 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 uh, his um, hip-hop history. And it's, it's amazing that the, the youngsters, the culture has embraced, especially my stories, mm. you know? And speaking of Jay-Z, he's a billionaire now. And I remember when I was 35 years old. Mm-hmm. And he had came up with his first single, and we hired him to do my birthday party in New York City and Manhattan, and we gave him fifteen hundred dollars. Mm. And what year are we talking? This is nineteen ninety-five. So this is Reasonable Doubt just came out. Reasonable Doubt. Mm. Yep, nineteen ninety-five. And he was late, but I always took relationships and blossomed them. Next thing I knew. Me, Jay Z, Damon Death, we always going on tour, right? You know, and we was doing little club dates. How the club, how the artists do it now? We was doing club dates all over the world. But I could tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, I was witness. Jay Z and Damon Dash missed, left a lot of money on the table. What do you mean by because that? Because they would party nights before and miss their flight and not make it to the venue. I'm already there. So Jay was partying hard enough that he wasn't necessarily he was able to stay on top missing, of his business. I was there. He was missing. Lights to That's not show. how we think of Jay now. Exactly. But believe it or not, I used to relate to all my shows back in the day. Really? And believe it or not, that's how D.L. Hughley got his break. Because I used to put him on certain shows. Right. And by me coming late, the owners started like, D.L., you should host this. TK is always late, et cetera, et cetera. And that's the way it went down. Was that sort of like a, a norm at the time? That you, it was just sort of normal I to not really care as much? Not really knowing. And as you get older, you understand about being on time, Mm. being respected, um, having accountability Mm -hmm. for your actions. And you don't want to leave money on tape. You want people to respect you. That's that's my thing. Out of all the stuff I do, I want to walk in a room and be respected. Mm -hmm. That's the key. Handle things the right way regardless of what the easy way is. Yeah, you're going to handle things the right way. You want to be a man's man. And that's the way. And I hold people accountable. That's Mm. the way I move through life. You know, I, I make sure that if you're a man, we we, we talk about man things all the way down to um, the demasculine of the of, of the black man, so to speak. Right. Like I'm upset about um, Pharrell 
being on a magazine <laughs> with a fucking dress on. Right. And I read the article, he's talking about this the new masculinity. Right. You know, that kind of shit motherfucker bothers me. Yeah. Like and I'm not against the gay culture. I just want people to understand. I'm not against that. Do fuck what you want to do. But I want to raise young, strong black men, young, strong women in this universe as well. And if that's what I want to do, you have to allow me to do what I want to do instead of say, oh, I'm bashing towards this. I'm bad. That's not, I'm, that's not what I'm about. It just feels like we've gotten to a point where it's like, why do we need to treat a dude like a hero for wearing a dress? What the fuck, yo? Who fucking cares? Like, if you want to wear some goofy ass outfit, fucking go for it. Go for but it. But why are we going to act like it's a fucking honorable act? And like, the other day I was watching this commercial that came out and it's like, the whole thing is just different scenes of different, like, um, you know, it's like a trans girl or whatever. She's wrapping her, her tits up so she right. looks more like a dude and there's like gay couples doing whatever right and then there's just a sprite logo at the end and i what the fuck? this whole thing was a sprite ad and i'm like sprite listen like it's a beautiful thing that gay people feel so much more comfortable being themselves in yes. a society from my perspective yes sir it has absolutely nothing to do with your soft drink right has we don't to do believe it. you and here's what i find amazing i talked about cam newton on the breakfast club about right. a month ago shit went insane so many women, women hit me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, congratulating me on bringing this up because our women, black, white, whatever, they're confused. Mm. They don't know what kind of man to deal with. They don't know how to go about it because they're telling me it's an epidemic. Right. They have a school um, in Europe that they are trying to teach men how to fucking fix a tire. <laughs> I'm not bullshitting. Right. I was at a hotel and talking to these gentlemen. They have a school to teach men how to be men. They had to close the motherfucker down because it was doing bad. Right. Men don't even know how to fix a tire. Uh-huh. Don't you feel like we, we've, <laughs> crazy. We, we've somehow ended up in this weird space where it's like the, the, where women feel the need to, to have careers to the, the same extent that men do just because that's how it's supposed to be is you're supposed to be the super hardworking, career-minded individual. A lot of these women that I know who are like the most busy career-based women, they really to me seem like deep within themselves, they want to have kids and start a family, yes. but they refuse to listen to that voice inside of them. So instead they drive themselves miserable working fucking 70 hours a week. And it has so many levels to disaster there. Mm. If you do your research on that, right? A lot of women die of heart attacks. A lot of people don't think about that. The heart, the heart attack rate for women, career women, right. who are busting their ass is at one of the highest levels of all time because women are not normally there to carry that type of pressure, that type of weight. Uh -huh. So they're out there busting their ass and doing certain things. Now, the, 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 the value of a man, let's call it, is just like any other thing where most some men don't appreciate when they are the leader. So that has declined over the years, you know, um, where a man's supposed to be the breadwinner of the home. And we have just gotten um, off in so many different directions what man think he should be. So everybody's fucking winging it, trying to do their own thing and trying to figure it out. And what I want to bring back is tradition. 
Mm. And what I want to bring back is men be men, man's man. Uh, if, 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 if you can't handle being with the woman, then you're not qualified. Mm. You ever Gotta be qualified? You ever heard about uh, Jordan Peterson? The name sounds familiar. He's basically like this Canadian philosopher or whatever, and he's he talks about a lot of these things. He talks a lot wow, to. I'm he impressed. has a huge, massive audience of like young men yes. who basically he talks he talks a lot about cleaning your room, yes. which is basically a metaphor for like you need to have everything in order in your own life before you go out into the world and try to make change I agree. on the rest of the world. Yep. And it's like a lot of guys like when you think about keeping your room clean, like we were saying yes. about the car earlier, it's like. It's not that important. Like, there's no real importance to it. But, but knowing that your room's clean, knowing that everything is in order in your life before you go out into the world, it's like he just talks a lot about how taking on the responsibility of whether it's having children or, or starting a yes. family or, or having a really good career or taking care of a member of your family, how that discipline will eventually will make you a better person it will make you a that better responsibility person. And, and this message that he has to the world is yeah. so controversial with the people on the left who who really are almost offended by the idea of a guy telling young men that they need to get their shit together you and gotta be, be men. kidding me it's so controversial they talk about him like he's a fucking nazi bro you gotta be kidding me i swear It'd be really interesting for you to check his shit out because I think you'd, you'd like yeah, it a lot. Yeah, God, this is. You understand what I'm saying? This mm. is what the fuck is going on? And he he has this massive following, millions of people, subscribers on YouTube, Twitter, whatever, just off of him really sort of talking about how a young man and to an extent like a young woman should pursue their life and how they should take their you life serious. You have to be what I've learned in life, and because I always tell people I always had a bad bitch breathing on me since I was 11. I always kept a. a a good, gorgeous bitch in my life, right? right? And I always had money ever since I was 11. Mm. Always had paper. You got to be qualified, young men. If your money's not right, don't even say hello to a female. Mm. That, that's the point that I want to go. Now, imagine, I, I always thought about, and I was going to put this in my act, if I ran for president, right? And one of the laws I would have is that you truly had to be qualified to date. Now imagine now, since you was a child, right. your parents are telling you, we want you to date one day. You're going to have a beautiful woman, but you got to make sure you have your money. Now imagine growing 18, 19 years old, and the permit to date, you got to have 25000 in your account. Right. And you say to yourself to your homie, yo, next year I'm going to be fucking, yo. I'm three thousand away. <laughs> I just like the mental idea of like um, the cops kicking in your door and being exactly. like, "This guy's getting pussy with ten grand in exactly. the bank." Hell no! <laughs> Fill the prison exactly. Up. <laughs> but it will motivate you because I told you, sex is powerful mm. if it falls into the wrong hands. Sex. Drugs, these things fall into the category of things that you at 18, you really have no business even thinking about doing, in my opinion, because you haven't accomplished anything in you your life yet. It's That's like, the word. don't worry about getting some pussy when you're 18. You need to be worried about figuring out what accomplishments, getting some shit done. And let me tell you, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. I tell that to people. You know what tracks a woman? When you have accomplishments. Mm. When you're sitting there talking, you say, oh, yeah, I graduated from college. I started my own podcast. I started this. I started that. A real fucking female is going to be turned the fuck on. Seen it a million times. You start listing off all the shit you've done and shit. Accomplishments. <laughs> but now I'm at, I have the problem where I'm 35. 
and I just don't even feel right talking about all the shit I do. It's like too much. Like I have to avoid when I'm in a conversation with a person for the first time. I, agree. I have to avoid turning every conversation into, yes, oh yeah, I interviewed him. He was telling me blah, blah, right, blah. Right. I have to actually try to avoid mentioning the interview and just be like, yeah, actually, you know, one time I heard him say Yeah, but what this. you should do is not even let nobody know what you do. Mm. And figure out, I'm going to give you an example. Don't you love that? I snatched a female at once in Atlanta. And I said, oh, we're going to go to this comedy show to see T.K. Kirkland. <laughs> Watch what I'm about to tell you. The bitch didn't even know it was me. Wow. We sitting in the audience having drinks. I'm, like people getting ready to say something. I'm doing this. This is a G move. I don't want no one. I want to know. We sitting there, got the table, everything is kicking it. Some fly shit about to go down. Right. And then, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage, one of the most phenomenal stand-up comedians in the game. Put your hands together for TK Kirkwood. She is clapping her ass. I love him. I love him. And I get up and just walk to the stage. And she melts. Oh. <laughs> oh. One of the greatest fucking feelings mm. ever. Or I remember being in Vegas. And I, 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 I'm one of them humble guys. I'm in the lobby. A lot of people don't know who I am. I'm on tour with Mike Epps. We're doing a show in Vegas. Right. One of the baddest motherfucking women walking around is online. She's with another young lady. She's like, can I buy you a drink? Brushing me off. That's cool. You know, whatever. Mm. When I was done with that show, I wound up fucking her. <laughs> it was the, one of the greatest accomplishments a man could ever witness. Right. It was just a beautiful night. I'll never forget that. Never forget that. It was just awesome. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I mean, have you ever been, what's your most long-term relationship, and do you feel like you'll ever get into one again, or are you happy just living a single life? Here's the thing about, I take it one day at a time. Okay. That's where I'm at in my life. I'm married to this entertainment game, like I said, I don't know my accomplishments and what I've accomplished until I sit down and people tell me what I'm doing. I'm already working on stuff for 22, 2022, 2023, 2025. I'm, I'm that far right. ahead. Um, my job is extremely hard. If I find a, a woman that really understands or someone that truly excites me, because there's so many things to dating, right? Mm. People don't understand there's levels to dating. When you go over someone's house, are you comfortable? Mm. When you kiss a woman, does your dick get hard? When you fuck her, is she emotional? Is she screaming loud? Does she come like a, 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 a like somebody is getting shot? Like things, those type of things are important to me. Do you feel like being this deep into your life that your list of things that you don't like has almost become so expansive that it's going to be hard for you to find anybody that just doesn't tick that many of those boxes? It may not. My, my sex life, right, from being a player to holding myself accountable uh -huh. and being responsible has truly gone from 10 to under 1. Okay. So you slowed it down a lot. Oh, shit, it's a come to a fucking halt. <laughs> a halt? <laughs> Why a halt? It, it, it's done. You like fell my, out of love with the game? My sex game is is zero. Really? Why? Because I'm that busy. I don't mm. lay up with any women anymore. I got three kids from a one-night stand. Three? Three. From a one, you had sex one time and you got three kids? Three kids. She had triplets? No, three different women. Oh, in my oh, lifetime. Three different one night three stands. Different, three oh, different okay. one night stands. God damn. 
three. That's serious shit. I thank God that I don't believe in up above that he fucking protected me from that, man. Man, I like, <laughs> and I, when I think back now to that, and I remember my, one of my people was talking about shit got a vasectomy, and that's when I had my first. So he said, "Oh, you should get a vasectomy." You got one? No, never got one. Oh, okay. And I was like, "Fuck." Something that I thought about because as you get older, if you got a baby mama here, baby mama there, and you're a successful man, all the kids are not getting the the true knowledge of the dad uh-huh. because. This mother thinks one way. This mother thinks one way. So if someone is seeing like they're getting more than the other, depending on that mother's mentality, is jealousy towards that child, not knowing there could be distance in between those two, mm-hmm. meaning you're on the other side of the country. You just can't do something within an hour because you're so far away. Mm. Or to understand that when you want something from your father, right, you got to be um, not passive-aggressive. You got to know that's your dad. Ask for it. You either get a yes or a no, but you can't be shy to ask if you think your father is doing well. All, ch- all my children should be able to come to me mm-hmm. and ask for stuff. So one of my books I'm going to do, I'm going to call it One, O-N-E. And I want to teach men, especially people who are listening on the show, to try to have a child with one person, women and men. Women got to stop having three or four baby daddies. Mm. You got one dad bringing in gifts for his son or daughter, but the other two daddies ain't shit. That's going to get complicated. It's complicated. Mm. Or if that father thinks he's paying for all the other children, I'm giving you all this money, I'm paying child support, but your other two baby daddies ain't shit. So the money he's giving is helping the other kids. So you, when you grow up, you got to really brush your shoulders off and, and just fuck it. You know, like I heard a story yesterday about um, a man was taking care of a child for 19 years. Found out it wasn't his baby. Wow. Just doesn't give a fuck about life no more. Yeah, I had a... a I was friends with a guy who that happened to him and he fucking... He hung himself. Because he was taking care of this kid for a couple of years and then he figured it out. Wow. And when I was really trying to sit back and think about how Man. he probably felt in that moment, I'm like, you know, I never thought about killing myself, but that's some kill yourself ass shit right there. Yes. Think sir. about how Damn. that must have felt. How strongly Damn. you feel towards your seed. Right. And then finding out that you've been bamboozled this whole way. Man, wow! Mm. I feel that that that's like almost making me. And on inside, I got water in my eyes. Right, because that kind of makes you think. And this this is one thing that stands out to me a lot. As like as you go through life, you're just taking damage, and you're lucky if you can make it to your age and yes. not have had stuff happen to you that's so devastating that it fucks your ability to just have a normal conversation and be mm. a normal communicative person. Because, I mean, you know, just an example that, that we were discussed the other day, you have a kid and then the kid all of a sudden is 18 and we we're talking about this girl who was like raped and murdered at right. like a high school party. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, think about your or her dad. Now that that's on the that's what was going on in the news. It was something that was in the news from like a couple of years ago or something okay. like that that okay. we, we were talking about. But I'm like, think about being that dad. 
How do you go back to being a normal dude after that? Man, you spent no. 18 years of your life raising that girl, and then she was killed in the most brutal way, the most random situation that you never could have protected against in a million years. How do you put on a fucking happy face after that? How do you keep going? Being a parent, being grown in general, is one of the most hardest things you could imagine. Mm. That's why I tell children, especially my daughters, Stay young. Don't try to grow up. Mm. You know, you hear kids talking about school is hard or I'm, I'm stressed. And you're not ready for life if you're talking like this. Because mm. you got to be prepared for them bumps coming up in this motherfucker. Because nobody's life is truly that smooth. Mm. You got to really be prepared for almost everything. I was taught one thing from a young man. He always said, uh, he called it unforeseen occurrences. Even when you're prepared, you're not really prepared. Mm. But you got to think about unforeseen occurrences. What if? I always teach people, always say, what if? What if I didn't have life insurance? What if my girlfriend cheats on me? What if I do this? What? So you have it in your mind, just in case it comes across your table. You thought about it in so many different ways that mentally that you're almost prepared or you wasn't surprised. Because one of the hardest things is when something surprises you. Mm. That's when it really hurts. That you never even consider the you possibility. Never consider it. Like, never consider it. You, so your mind, you got to keep your mind active. You got to keep your mind going and always stay in control, always have composure. And that takes time. And ladies and gentlemen, what we're talking about is not something it can happen in a week, a month takes years of practice. So when I think about all my experiences from crime, college, um, businesses, to this moment right here, mm. has taught me how to be a great man, how to be respectful, how to be a great dad, how to be a great uh, in relationships. These are experiences. And you have choices. You can either choose to be a fucked up person for the rest of your life, or you could choose to say, I want to become a great man. Mm. And these are the things I am going to do to become a great man. The question is how you take all of your experiences. Like we, we all have been, you know, at different positions in our life where we felt like, like when you were a younger man, you felt like violence was a lot cooler, more acceptable, et cetera, than mm -hmm, you do right mm -hmm. now. Nowadays, you understand the gravity of those actions much more. Same thing for me. But how do you have a son and raise him in such a way that he doesn't wake up one day and think that he walks, wants to walk around with a gun on him? That he thinks it's it's tight to go and get in a fist fight with somebody or whatever. Right. It's like, how do you raise your kids so that he doesn't end up attracted to the same bullshit that you were attracted to? My parents made it very clear to me that crime was bad, that right. bad things were bad, right. basically. You know, I don't know what it was about the way that they tried to communicate that message to me, but it didn't really take. Well, what you're saying is very important. And what a lot of people lack is putting their kids in activities. Mm. It's the key, my man. Just no, no free time for your mind to no wander No free time. Over. You got to be in activities, whether it's football, whether it's karate, mm. whether it's basketball, you have to have activities because kids are influenced by their friends. So if you've got great athletes around you, mm. guess what? That rubs off on you. It's, it's embedded in you for the rest of your life championship. 
I got to win. You are college in, in sports teaches you to win. Mm. Now, if you're around just regular people who don't know about ambition, because mm. when you're taught in sports, your coach teaches you, we're going to win that race. You, you, work, you work harder. You do extra push-ups. You do everything because you, you're in comp competition. Mm. You want to beat that team or you want to beat that person in a 100-yard dash or the mile. So your mind trains you to defeat that person where you, say, you take those same principles in life mm. and you use that to achieve every day. The problem is, is that we all know a lot of girls who their parents basically brought them up to be Catholic fucking virgin saints. Yes. And then they're just hoeing it up. Yes. As it's, soon as they get a chance. And, and there's nothing wrong with hoeing. No, see, yeah. See, the Kardashians will teach you that. I mean, listen, if you're fucking with an objective, then as a woman, if you know how to use the weapon that's of your right. own sex that's appeal, it. then that's the most valuable thing you have. Yep. But you have to wield it so carefully. I tell people it's called managing your pussy. Mm. You got to know how to manage your pussy. Just like men got to know how to manage their dick. Mm. So you can't sling dick all the time. Mm. One, it wears you out, gets you tired. You gotta. You wanna. You wanna have quality sexual relationships when the time is right. Now, in your twenties, have fun, but don't have no children, because mm. you're not qualified to raise a family. Yeah. And I hate to hear young men say, "Oh, I'm selling down." And you're 22 years old. Let me tell you, people, what's the definition of settling <laughs> down? You've done everything. Yeah. And you're tired. Settle down at 22. Fuck, get the fuck, yo. You don't know shit. Don't know nothing. You need to be in school or reading Traveling on the beach in Turks and Caicos. Go learn something, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Turks and Caicos at 22. I wish mm. I'd have known about that type of shit. Listen, I don't know to what extent you know about how crazy the game has gotten because these chicks are so empowered. They turn 18 or 19 now, and they just start a private Snapchat or they start an OnlyFans, and all of a sudden they're selling nudes out the DMs. Some percentage of them start escorting. Some percentage of them start, you know, doing whatever, doing porn. It's just so easy for girls to jump into this now that the game has completely changed where it used to be this really sort of like uh, – you know, antisocial, like weird thing to get into to go and right. become a stripper, yes. become an escort or whatever. It, so it's, it's much of that upon, stigma right. is gone. Now. Yeah. Shit has changed so much. And, and, and you know what? Is I call it morals. What's your morals? You got to have morals to stand on, to mm. live by, principles mm. to live by for the rest of your life. And what I tell people, it, it goes all the way down to, um, Believe me or not, you know, talking about people in, in the black community, when you get people that's woke, they'll say, oh, Christianity was created for the, to control the slaves. Mm. But when I sit down and look at the world right now, religion is pretty much one of the greatest things that ever happened to man because we have to be controlled. So what Lyndon Johnson did in the 50s, you know, he passed the 501c3. Are you familiar with that? No. 501c3 was a law that the government passed for pastors, all of them. Once you sign it, you don't have to pay taxes for your church. Uh -huh. In return, you can't talk about the presidential election, you can't talk about abortion, and you can't talk about the gay community. So if a church isn't 
paying taxes, then the church, if a church isn't paying taxes, then that church also cannot advocate for a presidential candidate. Exactly. I'm assuming there's a lot of churches out there that are basically saying vote for Trump or whatever. Yes, but they, they I guarantee is on the low. Right. They have to kind of be yeah, shady. And Google it. About 501c3. It. Interesting. And this is what, when I hear people say they're gay or they're feminine, and they think it was their choice, the government already knew in the 50s it was going to lead to this. That's why I was trying to teach people to read and know what's going on. It's not, it wasn't your choice. Right. It was set up by design because that's how powerful the churches are. But do you think because, being gay is a choice? Oh, definitely. It's a really? choice. Oh, absolutely. I would think that for the most part, it seems like the scientific can, community has, has ruled against watch that. Watch what I'm about to tell you, right? Right. Ain't this many fucking gay people on earth. Mm. I'm older than you. I've seen a lot of shit. You can't tell me women who have five fucking children all of a sudden want to be with another woman's choice. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people are born gay, but I think that you definitely can clearly make the choice to be at least bisexual. Like you see girls all the time. Yeah, girls will be like, that's a choice. And, And most young men like that. I can't do that shit. Right. My my heart. Now I came up a play. I'm you know, fuck five women at one time. But you don't like them hooking up with each other? when I was younger, right. Yes. When I was younger, I probably had threesomes and twosomes, you know, you know, maybe five. Twosomes seven is times. just people having two people having sex. Right? Yeah, well me, you know, two <laughs> girls and and me. But they right. they wasn't touching each other. That's a threesome. Yeah, they'll just sit and wait till till they turn, mm-hmm. you know. One of my greatest achievements in that was I remember being in Michigan and I fucked five doctors. At the same time. True story. Doctors. They came to one of my shows, and my show was so phenomenal. Right. So I wound up, we wound up going to my hotel, we was drinking, and they all waited while I fucked all five of them. Wow. Now, irresponsible, I ain't have a condom on. Two of them got pregnant. And they had the baby? No, hell no. Neither of them did. One got an abortion because her husband was a cop, but she was cheating on him. The other girl was, wanted to keep the baby, but she had a miscarriage. And no disrespect. Thanks, big guy. That's the only time in my life I was, thank God. Yeah. That a girl ain't having a motherfucking kid. Because she was driving me crazy before she even had the baby. How many nuts are you busting that two different girls got pregnant? Well, it goes to show you how fucking phenomenal I am, right? (laughs) (laughs) But you're nutting in them? Yeah, that's what I did. See, white people, y'all come in a bitch face and all that. Men, black men, like they got right there with glassy lazy. Because hip muscles, is, <laughs> hip muscles, hip muscles is lazy. You can't pull when, out. When, when you're young, your hip muscles, when you're young, right? It's something about your cartilage and your hip muscles. I'm not going to lie. I know you can't a, come out. I know a lot of black dudes who I've had this conversation with who are basically like, oh, you pull out, you're bugging. And yeah, I'm just no, like, you got to put shit. That's one thing I can say about white men. Y'all will pull the fuck out in a minute. Come all in a woman's face. Mm-hmm. And what's funny, the girl be taking, nah, 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 nah. So you don't think black women enjoy the facial? They do, average? they do. You know, I've never seen it in real life. Right. On porn, yeah. Right. You do that shit in real life to a bitch, you're getting stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> Come in a bitch's face and ah, I'm telling you, it ain't no cameras around. You're right. Bitch stabbing you. That's crazy. That- <laughs> You're so old that you probably like remember when a lot of sexual shit came out. Like you remember when coming on a bitch's face came out. Oh, absolutely. That's crazy. I remember when women had hair on their pussy. Oh, they still do sometimes. Yeah, I'm talking about no afros. Oh, okay. Air yeah. puffs. Yeah. Ugh. I'm talking about women hair so nappy you would think it was continents. Like, bitch, how many continents is on your pussy? 
Yeah, when they just let it grow all crazy, that is insane. To it's me. insane. How could you? Yeah, it, it's insane. You yeah. know, and at first, as being older, when a woman did cut all her hair off, you felt you was a child molest. Like, bitch, you're not right. a child. You're not a baby. <laughs> Grow some fuzz, bitch. But then once you get used to it, you're just like it, it looks normal and it's very hygienic it's and the, you don't get any and hair. And believe in your teeth. it or not, it's only been about 15 years they started this. It ain't like this a long thing. Are you shaved, ma'am? She, I like to, she, she I like to, I like to fuck with people. She doesn't acknowledge having a sexual life. <laughs> Ma'am, I do you shave. As far as I know, <laughs> I've never heard her acknowledge herself in that realm. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, you know, that's it. Um, but all that leads to just doing great things like the, the podcast, the TK Kirkland podcast. Um, shout out to Charlemagne the guy. He's my executive like producer on it. Right. So he got you in the game. He got me in the game. Nice. And it was because. Um, I never wanted to do the Breakfast Club because really? I knew them. I watched you do it. I yesterday. knew them. I knew them since they were kids. I knew, me and Charlamagne go way back to Wendy Williams, and I was on the show with Wendy Williams. Right. And my son said to me one day, he said, "Dad, you should do the Breakfast Club." I don't know my fucking Breakfast Club. That's how I was. Right. And because of him, I wound up doing it. And when I first was on there about four, five years ago. When I was on the air, I was like, "When did y'all blow up?" Because I was in my own world. <laughs> right. I wasn't even thinking about them. And bam, um, my numbers was in the millions right. on the show. And um, Charlamagne was like, yo, you should do a podcast. I didn't even know what the fuck a podcast was. Right. I would go around talking to people and say, they want me to do some iPod. iPod. What the fuck is this shit? iPod shit. What do you think? Do you think that they get along? That's the big rumor is that everybody on the Breakfast Club I hates each in, other now. I think anything in life, if you're there long enough. Right. You're gonna have some type of difficulty because if you don't have leadership, something's gonna fold. Right. You gotta have no matter what, from football to basketball, the swim team, even the Breakfast Club. You gotta have a leader that keeps everything together. But you gotta have a lead. Like, do you think that they've ever acknowledged Charlemagne as being the leader? It feels like, if anything, they think of it as being three equal parts. I think they, I think they think of three equal parts, and I think everybody's in their own lane. Right. Like, I have a relationship with all three of them, and I really should, because of who I am, put them all in a room and have a conversation with them and explain to them how this shit is going to go. Uh-huh. You know, it might take an OG like myself if there is an issue. To sit them all in the room and explain to them how this shit's gonna go. That's t- like with even um, Kaepernick yesterday, uh-huh. this weekend. When I see that story, it hurts my feelings. The fact that he pulled out of the workout? The fact that he pulled out of the workout. See, because when somebody invites you into their home, it ain't about your motherfucking rules. Mm. If I came to your house, I can't tell you what to cook. Unless you ask me. Right. I can come in your house and tell you about, I need you to change the furniture. Sure, fucking house. Right. So when you do that and everybody shows up and you switch to the, 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 the training spot to another facility at the last minute, that's, that's you're showing that you don't care. And, I mean, we're talking about the NFL, who everybody acknowledges and, and knows that you play by their rules. You got to play by their rules. All that strong shit is good, but a motherfucker in South Central right now ain't giving a fuck you took a kneel. Mm. A cop that's giving a shoot a, a young man right now don't give a fuck. 
You, you kneeled. You got to think of yourself to a little bit. The goal is get your money, stay powerful, still do things in the community. Mm. You still can do, you still can help people with the NFL behind you. But when you do that, it shows that you're going to start that bullshit again. Right. And like I said earlier, when we said there's a group of college bitches graduating in June, there's a group of young mm. quarterbacks coming out. Why the fuck would they want to put up with you at 35 years old? I mean, you probably know more about football than me and everything, too. But what if the end result of this whole Kaepernick thing is that none of the teams are all that interested in him as a player and they see him as a big ass liability because none of these teams wants to basically get embroiled in some scandal where they're getting called racist or where he's treating himself like he's so big and important that he can't just be a regular part of the team. Like if it's like, cause the whole thing was about him wanting to get his own camera crew in. Right, right, right. right. So and, that, his own, and his own receivers. You know, when you play for the NFL or if you want to play for the NFL, you go do what you got to do. They're in charge of the cameras. That's what you I'm show saying. up it's, and it's put in work. Home. Yeah, right. It's their home. It's not your shit. Yeah. It's the NFL. They don't, they don't need you. Yeah. Let's make sure we're clear here. You ain't Tom Brady. Right. You ain't Mahomes. You don't have no Super Bowl rings under your belt. You got to play by the game, yo. Feels I always like, tell people, uh, play the hand that you dealt. You're supposed to go in there, do what you got to do, get the job. Because the people, me, you, everybody, wanted to see him mm. get the job for what you did, kneeling for Afro-Americans and people of injustice. Right. But to go do this shit, like that's, it was wrong. I wonder if the tide will ever like fully turn oh, against Kaepernick. You think it's over? Oh, it's, it's a wrap. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on where it goes from here. Because no, if he doesn't end up playing in the NFL, everybody's going to look at this moment as the pivotal thing that Yeah, that they're going to say everything. everybody knows he fucked up. Mm. Al Sharpton was talking about it. he did the right thing. Fuck Al Sharpton. <laughs> I said it to his face. Fuck that motherfucker. Yeah. Him and Jesse Jackson. How the, what they do to Afro-Americans. Why would you, you know? think that? Because you know what they do? Like when there's a crisis, they go to the companies and get a check. They, they do motherfuckers that walk out with a check. What do they get a check for? They get a check to keep quiet. Mm. He got his MSNBC because of a scandal. And his part of his deal was they had to put him on a show. Al Sharpton don't deserve no motherfucking <laughs> MSNBC show. Right. I don't give a fuck, you know? It takes people like me to hold motherfuckers accountable. Right. I'm just keeping it real, you yeah. know? I'm not trying to hurt nobody. I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus. But I'm tired of all this bullshit is fucks with my people. They're, they way of thinking, you know, their conspiracy theories and all that. Instead of just dealing with the facts. And Al Sharpton was wrong for saying that shit about uh, Kaepernick. The man was wrong. He should have did what the fuck he had to do. Jay-Z and Roger Goodell made it possible for him to do that. Go in there, do your thing, and let the chips fall where they may. I mean, when you think about Kaepernick's whole struggle here, it's very much sort Three of, years. It's representative of younger people versus older people because the NFL is very much a conservative old-fashioned organization where it's like everybody else to just fall in line and do their job and then Kaepernick's whole attitude has sort of been more about himself about and himself. more about you know expressing his uh, you know political message which is clearly on behalf of his people yes but it's very hard to be that sort of individualist person inside of such a conservative strict yes, organization sir. it's he does not own the NFL right and you are dispendable mm. 
que Samaria. Let me ask you this, though. Back to the Breakfast Club thing. Mm -hmm. Do you think that Charlemagne was wrong for going and doing an interview with Gucci Mane when he knew that uh, his co-host, Angela Yee, had smoke with Gucci? On principle, I didn't know about it until I was brought up to my son and he told me about it. Um, The way Gucci, the way um, Charlemagne did that interview, I I would have to ask him because I'm not too much pretty much in that world. The thing that bothered me, though, was he was saying to... Um, Charlemagne, that bitch, that bitch, and I felt Charlemagne mm. should have checked him as a man. Like, yo, we're not gonna call her a bitch. Because I've seen Charlemagne check so many random yeah, ass yeah. people too for saying bitch, and I'm just like, bro, this is hip hop. If you've got an issue with somebody calling a woman a bitch, then we got a whole lot of right, people right. that we got to talk about. Right, right. You got to hold everybody to that same standard, right? You know? Right, right. So, but but when he when Gucci is sitting there saying it about Angela, that is a clear foul because. You know, if you're saying it in that sort of condescending, like she's a bitch, like she's a piece of shit, yes, basically. Yes, yes. You're saying that about my co-host. Right. Charlamagne doesn't say anything, and he apparently flew across the country to go do this interview because she didn't want anything to do with this interview. Right, right. I mean, I understand how when you're Charlamagne, you're doing that interview, and you don't want to be telling Gucci Mane like, "Hey, don't call her a bitch." That's a little bit of an awkward position to put yourself mm-hmm. in, but it seems mandatory. Yeah, no question. He probably had his reasons, but for my the way I would have handled it, I'd like, yo, you got you let's chill on that, fam. That's right. it, you know. But um, that's my man. I love him to death. He probably had to do what he had to do, but I'm not gonna let it happen on my watch. Right. It ain't happened on my watch. I don't even play them games. The weird thing about it though is, that, could you imagine the Breakfast Club existing and continuing on with them having good on screen, uh, you know, energy and and uh, rapport? But then privately, they don't fuck with each other at all. That's life. And we all wonder if that is sort of the situation right now. It's life, Adam. Mm. That's the thing about life. We just talk about it. You got to be prepared for whatever comes your way. You got to be able to deal with whatever comes your way. And it's also what I say called control the temperature of the room. Mm. And you control the temperature of the room. Like, I don't get along, but we get a check. We feeding our families. We feeding. And, we, and it's a nice check. I ain't fucking that up. Mm. So we do what we got to do. Because guess what? In all time, things do heal. Right. In time, things do heal. Yeah, because you see it all the time where, like, dudes are being a group, a band, whatever. They're in their 20s. Tempers run hot. Yes. They break up. And you know one of the great stories like that? Van Halen. Really? So you know more about this white shit than me. Van Halen. I don't know much about Van Halen. Listen to what I'm telling you, what I'm about to tell you. Feel me here. The guy that with the blonde hair that played the guitar. Uh, the, what was the lead singer? Guys, what was the lead singer of Van Eddie Halen? Eddie Van Halen, and then there's... What the fuck is that guy's name? He was the leader, but he, you think he was Van Halen, but Van Halen was the guitar player. But I think I seen him on Joe Rogan recently. I forget what's his name. We got David what is it? David, David, David Lee. Lee. Right. You thought David Lee was Van Halen, mm. but he wasn't. Right. They, the, the Eagles on David Lee was so phenomenal, it broke up the group mm. because David Lee thought. He had the he could do this by himself. That's always how it goes. But he they needed each other. Mm. They needed each other. Just like NWA. When right. they broke up, they wasn't that powerful. Let me ask you this though. Say that there was um, you know, let's just go purely hypothetical. Say when you were 40, you were part of a comedy group, you and a couple other guys, you were all super tight and you were going out touring all the time, whatever. And then one of the dudes in the group did the most foul shit. He fucked your girl and he was talking shit about you behind your back. A whole bunch of shit that basically makes it like that is a person you never want anything to do again mm-hmm. with your life. 
Now you're 60, 20 years gone by. You never had a conversation with this person, but all of a sudden there's a whole bunch of money available. You can go on the road for the next two weeks and make more money than you ever made going on tour, recreating this group. Is it easy for you to imagine that for the bag, you could go on tour? You only have to deal with this person when you're on stage. Other than that, you're going to your hotel. Would you be able to put your personal hatred for this person aside? Because I think I could. <laughs> if the money's right, let's go. Depends on how much time was in between what happened. Mm. That's why I gave it 20 years. Yeah, then if it, after 20 years, yeah. You could do that. Because a lot of times, all those things, you, you don't care about the girl you were fucking 20 years ago, right? It still right? hurt. Yeah. You could think he's a bad person and still get up on stage and do your right, little fucking right, act, right? right? still get that money. But that's, that's what being grown and controlling the climate is all about. Mm. Can you still perform? Can you still be around people with that knot in your stomach? Mm. So some people can't handle the pressure. And I do feel like it would have some sort of negative impact on my soul. Yes, sir. Because I feel like the reason why I'm happy and energetic and, and full of life every day is because I go into a place that I own and I make content that I'm excited about. And in a lot of ways, I don't know what it's like to have a fucking sort of miserable, stomach-churning, horrible experience where I go and make crap that I don't care about right. every day. And I get paid well for it, but I don't like doing That's it. That's why I try to live a peaceful life like getting up early in the morning going for walks i call it connecting with the earth right mm. you get up early and you walk and you ha you have solitude and just peace of mind and you try to i always tell people when you're well rested you're not as angry as much oh yeah things can't bother you as well when you're tired when you're tired you're snappy mm. but you're well rested you're like okay it's not a problem i was Some thinking about there. that like uh when michael richards uh, blew up his whole career Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I bet he didn't get a good night's sleep the night before. I guarantee it. You know? Yes. He didn't even have to be drunk. No. And going to laugh at me. I forgot who Michael Richards is. Uh, Kramer from Seinfeld when he went on stage and started saying all the crazy N-word shit. Ooh. I'm just thinking like when I saw that. He wasn't a big comedian anyway, though. No, nah, yeah. He was, he was huge as Kramer and then his yeah. career was sort of. But he still always had an audience yeah. and stuff because nah, of his role. He didn't have a. He wasn't that big. He didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Now, the, um, the thing in life, you have to be careful. The goal is to have long journey. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I've been doing stand-up comedy for 35 years. Mm. 35. Working. A lot of people know me, a lot of people don't. But some people get into this business to be well-known. I was in the business to be just well-paid. Mm. That was my philosophy because my, my upbringing is college, but also street philosophy. Mm. And I was taught not to be seen. I was taught to stay low key and flex occasionally. That's the way I move. And I always do that. I don't rock a lot of jewelry. I don't do drive, push Rolls Royces or Bentleys and all that kind of stuff. What I do is I, I live a modest life. I call it, matter of fact, um, farmer's mentality. Are you familiar with farmer's mentality? Not really. Well, I always tell people farmer's mentality is that when you saw a farmer, you see him in overalls, boots, dirty. But most farmers are balling. They're multimillionaires. And people don't know that. And they live beautiful. They have mm -hmm. beautiful vacation times, too. They, they really enjoy their lives. I like to go through life like that. I like to go through life every now and then. Like, I'm getting dressed up Saturday for the Red Fox Award. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited about throwing on a suit. 
a tux, matter of fact, and going in there, having an amazing time. Because believe it or not, I like getting dressed, mm. but I travel so much that um, I don't like carrying a lot of dress shirts with me, a lot of shoes with me, coats and all that kind of stuff. I think it would be so incredible to wear a suit every day, but there's yeah. just so much that comes with that, especially if yes. you travel. Uh, exactly. So you ha you understand. Yeah. You understand the truth. Let me tell you something. My, my, I have a beautiful job, but I work so much. And thank you, everybody who thinks I'm an incredible stand-up comedian. But that shit's rough. Mm. That's rough. The other day I flew in home. I got in at 11 o'clock. I was back on the plane at 6 a.m. Mm. That kind of rough. I feel like, you know, when you're, when you're 20, you feel like you've got all the time in the world. I'm 35, starting to really feel like, oh, shit, like, I might only have 30, 40, 50 years left on this planet. I got to go hard. And that's a good way of looking at it. My accountant used to always say that um, he loved the way I thought because I think about death every day. Mm. In fact, I think about death maybe 100 times a day. Right. That because I'm depressed, not because of suicide. It was be I think of death because I know tomorrow's not promised to you, and I want to get so much accomplished. So it keeps me motivated knowing that any moment could be my last fucking moment. Yeah. So I, I do so many things so I could leave a legacy of my life when I'm gone. There's this and that and this and that and this. That's what's important to me. Yeah. But I mean, like, as you get later into your life, it's like, do, do you still feel that same sort of pressure to accomplish it and kill it? Or do you sort of feel a little bit more resigned to like, oh, I need to just enjoy the quality of my experience? I've already accomplished so much. And let's be real, working my ass off in my 20s might have got me somewhere. But was I really enjoying my experience while I was there? Mm, that's a good question. And I could tell you, this lifestyle I have is the best hotels in the world, mm. best cities in the world, beaches, yeah, gyms. Looking at some of the most beautiful women in the world, if you had your choice to have sex, you got some of the best pussy you can pick up mm. anywhere in the world. I wouldn't trade it for nothing in the world. The goal is, is to pace yourself. The goal is to get your rest. The goal is to be the best you could be on stage, become a great businessman. And um, hopefully, if that, whatever that you're looking for, you will find it. But you got to love yourself first. You got to invest in you first. And I, I, I want to teach people just to stay extremely healthy so that you don't end up in the old folks' home. Mm. And what I mean by that is, do your research on that too, um, kids are putting their parents in old folks' home at an alarming rate, right? Mm. Now, if your parents are sick, what these companies are doing now, they're asking your family for bank statements, what do you own, et cetera. And I'm going to do an episode on a podcast about it, how this corruption within old folks' home, they're taking people's property and stealing it from the families. Mm. And nobody has the money or the knowledge to fight them. And I want to put that out in the universe so that people can, as your family goes into these places, you're protected that they don't um, take from you. Is that something you're like the idea of going to an old folks? I'm like, my parents are about 68. Okay. And it is weird sitting here talking to you and thinking like, Jesus Christ, this guy's like eight years younger than my parents. <laughs> like my, my parents seem so much fucking older than you. Yeah. I, have a, I, I, I thank God I have a young spirit. Yeah. Like that is a, I went so many bets. I think that every time I look at Trump, 
I don't like him, but I'm like, I how the fuck is this guy this energetic and moving around and talking so much at that age? But he's old mentally. Oh, he's falling that apart mentally. God damn. If you watch a video of him five, ten years ago, it is like another fucking person. It is crazy. I, I really think there's mental illness on his part. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, there's no doubt about his mental illness on his part. I'm willing to believe almost anything, even when they talk about him being on speed or whatever. I think the, that theory's got some legs to me. Let me tell you, my man, I've never seen nothing like this before <laughs> in my life. But I want to. Um, but one thing that's great about me is I'm a father, uh-huh. so I'm gonna get ready to pick up my daughter, right. and I got like an hour drive, and she's um, my kids are very important, and I always try to. I'm the kind of dad I don't wait till they get out of school. Okay. I like to be there 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Mm. So when they walk out, I'm there. I don't want to call and say, oh, Daddy's late. I'm going to be in a minute because I knew yesterday mm. where I had to be. And I always try to be on time. That's called being accountable. Mm. That's called being responsible. That's called doing what you're supposed to do what without area, excuses. What area does your kid uh, go what, to? Um, Woodland Hills. Okay. Yeah. So is there any extent to which in a place like Woodland Hills where you're expecting that people are going to be well-off, intelligent, smart, progressive. Is there any extent to which they look at you as a big-ass black dude with tattoos and you feel any degree of skepticism from them? Or does has that kind of I go dissolved? through life not... I've never gave a fuck about that. Mm. Like, I don't really give a fuck about politics. I don't really give a fuck about the president. I came up in the streets. I teach people to... Don't worry about all that. Get your money. Take care of your immediate family. Love them. And really try to do the right thing. Let people like ourselves, our, our experiences, teach you from doing the wrong thing. Because some people get into these deep holes, Adam, mm. and never get out. Right. They dig the hole so deep, they never make it back. Right. And I want my experiences to teach people, don't get in that hole. Don't do it. But your kids, it's just like where they're growing up. What, how, how do you, how are you plan on teaching them about racism? Because their experience with it's probably going to be a lot different than yours. Yeah. Growing up. The thing about racism, though, is one, I really want all my children to work for me. Let's start there, right? Mm. I think when people have children, you should put yourself in a position to own your own business that you don't send them into the universe for another man to hire your child. Mm. That's one. That's best case scenario, yeah. Best case scenario. But also, what if they come out not one, you know. That's true, too. She and wants you, to be a doctor. She wants to be a doctor. And, you, and, and, and I'm, and I'm going to start talking to people about, instead of going to college, going to get skills. See, because unless you truly know what the fuck you want to do, right. when you go through them college doors, don't go. You'll be in debt or your mm-hmm. parents will be in debt for the rest of their life because you wasn't sure. Right. So I'd rather for someone to have a skill, knowing that you're always going to have a job. Mm. Skills are more important to me than a degree because you can learn a skill and create your own business. Because isn't the world crazy? You got to have a college degree to work for somebody else, but you don't need no degree to start your own business. Right. Do you, do you at all worry that your kids might end up kind of uh, boring or fucked up because they're going to grow up with most of their amenities afforded, that they're not going to grow yeah, up poor? Yeah, the thing that... I wish the best, and this is my honest to God truth, that my kids grow up healthy, strong, and no mental illness. Mm. Or get on drugs mm. and be strung out. Like I was thinking about that the other day. That's why um, for this whole year I've been really, really busy. 
and my 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 my, my niche with my children hasn't been as tight as it normally is. But um, bringing it all back together, because one of the things I don't ever want to feel is to be the successful successful man, and one kid is in rehab. Mm. This kid is homeless on the street. This person is beating up women. I don't want to be that kind of man. Mm. All the shit that I talk around the world, when people see a reflection of me, I want them to go, whoa, TK did his thing. Mm. That's important to me. Yeah, I mean, I know I know this dude who has hundreds of millions of dollars and his kid is like a heroin addict. Man. Or was a heroin addict. Yes. And I just I always think about him. And how he must feel that all the money in the world couldn't have saved that kid from wanting to go down that path. You got to keep your kids with you. Mm. You can't work hard and forget your children. Yeah. You got to roll tight like the Wayans family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They keep their stuff together. Listen, everybody, check me out um, November 23rd in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> At the end, I'm ending his show. Check me out. Because you got to go get the kid, yeah, right? Yeah, I got to go get the kid. I'll do anything <laughs> to get to be my baby on time. Um, check me out at um, um, Emerald Club this weekend, November 23rd, in Atlanta, Georgia. Cat Williams, um, Young Jock. Um, young um, Jock Catholic does Joe. comedy or is he performing? No, he just, he just he's a, oh, being oh, a presenter. Sorry. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm truly excited about it. Make sure you get my special number one in the country, Who Raised You, on um, Amazon Prime iTunes, the TK.network, and go to my Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. You get $10 off to get the special. And um, I'm just truly excited about where my life is, and I can't complain. I'm excited about where your life is, too, because I feel like <laughs> if, if anything, if I could be half as cool as you are at 59. Thank you, sir. I might have it all figured out. I'm going to be honest with you. I did not look at my questions once. I got really high before I came in here, and yeah. we just had a fucking great conversation. I don't know exactly what the fuck we talked about, but that was great. <laughs> Well, thank you, thank you. And I'm gonna I'm, watch it back and be like, "Oh yeah, that was pretty good." Yeah, I'm gonna um, next year when I come back, and I, and I like to do certain things once a year. Mm. So hopefully next year I come back, I talk to you about my businesses That's and so things right. that would get people involved in, and I'll be dropping my next special next year because I try to drop something every year. Mm. And my goal is, to, um, I just outwork people. You ever been on Joe Rogan? No, I want to get on there. That would be a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a connection on that. Do we? I don't know. Somebody watching this probably does, right? Yeah, yeah. We I want to do Joe Rogan. Yeah, we got to figure it out because you're the, about the 10th person that has said to me, get on his show. Mm. He's a TK, y'all two together would be amazing. There's a lot of comics, but I don't know how many black comics he has or how many legendary old school black comics. I feel like that you two would just have the most ridiculous, chill conversation. I can't even imagine. God. Yeah, I, I got. I'm, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to. Uh, hope can we exchange numbers too? Oh, yeah, of Adam? course. Yes. Yeah. Wait, you know, this ain't get, a one stop shop. Right, I'm fucking. Right. I'm, I like I'm, to. I like to get to know people and build yeah. a friendship. I'm growing down with TK Kirkland for life. <laughs> for My sure. man, appreciate you, yes, bro. Yes, sir. Massive thanks, TK, for coming through. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, and subscribe. NoJumper.com if you want to support. Go tell your local dispensary that they need the No Jumper cannabis in stock. Appreciate you, man. God bless.